Hey everybody, welcome to a bonus episode of Rebels Rebels where we are chatting celebration! Joining me as always is my trusty co-pilot, the L3 to my Lando. It's Mike, what's up? I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) He he loves you, he's trying to say he loves you. It just means I want to have sex with you. Uh. <laughs> also joining us you may recognize his luscious voice from our D D episodes it is chris sanchez how you doing bud hey i'm doing real good real good i'm super excited about this yeah cool so celebration just ended technically it doesn't end until tomorrow but the mandalorian panel just ended we took some notes and we kind of this is gonna be a casual episode where we just fly through it and give the seat of our butts opinions how does that sound everybody mm, i like that Sweet. you know opinions are like something and we have those <laughs> yeah as far as you know we have those yeah <laughs> yeah we, we we could be kim jong-un likes <laughs> whether they're interesting or not is what's up for debate but we have. yeah that's yeah. true um mm-hmm. so let's First, start with what I think is probably the biggest news, the episode nine panel. Um, did mm. you all get a chance to look at that? Yeah, yeah, I watched that. I watched that panel. Yeah, I feel like that was probably <sighs> the only panel I actually like got a lot out of. I, I, I had missed, which is on brand for us. I wish I would have seen the Rebels Remembered panel. I will see mm-hmm. that replay yeah. later. I missed that and the Clone Wars panel. So I don't know if anything really exciting happened there, but... Uh, yeah, that one yeah. had some cool stuff. Yeah, I watched. I wa- I saw at least chunks of all of that, and yeah, yeah. I think, like you said, the best one was just all some of the stuff that happens in um in the uh, the main trailer. Yeah, or the <laughs> main the main panel. It's yeah, well, the, yeah, I mean, you're, let's let's jump into the trailer because I think that is what people are going to want. You know, don't yeah. bore us. Get to the chorus. Why don't we just <laughs> break down? this trailer um so i was pretty excited it was pretty cool i watched it live yeah Yeah. um for those of you who didn't see the panel yet my favorite part of the entire panel was obviously it ends with a mysterious laugh that is Mm -hmm. pretty clearly emperor palpatine clearly (laughs) i mean and there's zero debate on that because then ian mcdermott comes out yeah, yeah, that's what I was to say. So, that was my favorite part. It was so great. Yeah. Like, because the way they staged it too is cool. Like, lights turn off and all the panelists leave, and then it comes up and no one saw him come out. He just is on stage already. He just says yeah. something, roll it again or something. Whatever. Yeah, I was super confused by that. It was so <laughs> sick. It was actually hard for me to tell it was Ian McDermott for a little while. Yeah. Um, he looked so different to me. <laughs> yeah. When I, I first heard it, I was like, oh, Snook's back. Uh, but- <laughs> You know, kind of obviously, and then all of a sudden, Ian McDermott's on the screen. I was like, "What the?" F-? Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. 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 It's, um, I knew right away that laugh. I know. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna brag. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. missed it the first time. So let's go through some of this trailer. So the first thing I noticed is. <laughs> I remember the Force Awakens trailer starting with heavy breathing. Did the Last Jedi trailer start with heavy breathing? Because this one did as well. I wonder if that's a thematic thing for the Here's, first trailer. I think every trailer starts with heavy breathing. Every trailer <laughs> for every movie. Yeah. Dumbo is like, <sighs> yeah. Probably. The world where it's hard to breathe. Honestly, probably. Yeah. So I could have probably looked up that trailer, but um, I thought that was kind of interesting. So we jump to a desert planet where we see Ray. 
There's a lot of speculation on what this planet is. Do you have any thoughts? I have a theory, but I will get to that in a second. Mm. Um, no. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's yeah. not really interesting regardless. Pretty well, ubiquitous in Star Wars. I think it actually is kind of interesting because I would be surprised if they're going to introduce a third desert planet desert planet so yeah. I, I say it has to be tatooine or jakku yeah so that's uh, interesting for yeah. one of two reasons either the reason is back yeah. yeah yeah so they have to go back to one of these places so i think that brings up some some uh, interesting story points for me like are they going back to tatooine where it kind of all started or is she going back to jakku where it starts with her I um yeah they explore her nobody parents yeah i agree so yeah, well, that, that tracks. I mean, J.J. Abrams is taking over, so he's yeah, he's going to not make any. He's not going to be a shaker or a mover. He's going to show who the parents are. Yeah, and he's going to. Yeah, he's he plays it pretty safe. He picked up all his plot points out of the garbage can, and he's putting them. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. one of the things I wanted to ask too, because we see later in the trailer that Kylo Ren is repairing his <clears throat> helmet, which was destroyed in the Last Jedi. Is well, he wasn't repairing piece. it. It was some someone else was repairing it. Yeah, it looked like some Ugnaught or it, something, but yeah, it was being repaired. Ugnot. Yeah. Um, and so there are also quotes coming out from Ryan Johnson saying that he doesn't mind if they retcon some of the Last Jedi stuff if JJ decides he wants to explore some of these themes that he set up in The Force Awakens. So I, my question is, do you think that he is going to use this opportunity to jump back and, you know... I liked the I liked the helmet, so we're gonna do that again. Oh, actually, her parents are someone famous. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because it's definitely like a disjointed thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm just I I I hope not. I think we're all in agreement that that would not be the hope. We like the Last Jedi, and we like some of the things it set up. I don't think any of us want Ray to actually be a Skywalker. Yeah, that'd be true. Um, so, but it would be interesting to see if he does kind of take some of those liberties because I know he had a bigger picture in mind that Ryan Johnson kind of maybe directed a different direction a little bit. Um, so it depends on how salty is about that. Like maybe a bigger, <laughs> bigger, quite bigger thing with snow can play that yeah. now we can't do. Um, so I think that will be something interesting. And so that's why I think Tatooine might be interesting too because well yeah or jack who could be interesting because maybe yeah she is coming back to like learn the truth about her parents who they actually are um i don't know that's all speculation i don't not that interested in that storyline i'm fine if we never hear anything else about ray's parents ever again mm-hmm. um i did find out like this this is uh where they're filming dune though so that's kind of oh. cool so oh my god that's <laughs> That's a movie I am I actually may be more excited for than for this last movie. I oh wow. Dune is in my top three books of all time. Yeah. I can't I can't so. go there. Dune will Dune will be an amazing movie, but I don't know if anything's gonna top my excitement for episode nine. Yeah. I mean, without Dune there would be no Star Wars, so <laughs> never seen Dune. Dude, the book it. I've never <laughs> I, I, I've never I haven't actually seen the um awesome director what's his name um version you know twin know. twin who did twin peaks why am i blanking on so many people are yelling oh at? Yeah, yeah twin peaks uh oh um uh Fincher? i'm just kidding 
Um, yeah, who is Twin Peaks? Oh my god. Oh my god, why are we all spacing? I was hoping I wasn't going to have to... Yeah, I know you're talking about. He's a total weirdo. Uh, he's amazing. He did Blue Velvet. Wow, David Lynch. That yes. was so hard. That was so hard. Lynchian. Yeah. yeah, I have not seen the Lynch Dune movie, but um, I just never wanted to. It's like there's a couple movies I've never seen. I've never seen Aragon because I've never wanted that to be ruined. Gosh, yeah, uh, that's a good call. And I've never seen Dune. But anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. Interesting. All right, so I mentioned I had some speculation about the planet. It goes into a deeper conspiracy having to do with this part of the trailer. If you have seen me on Twitter, you probably know where I'm going with this, but I'm opening the doors to crazy town right now. I'm going down a conspiracy (laughs) hole. I think so this scene where we see a ship coming at Ray and she ignites the blue Luke Skywalker lightsaber. I think this is either movie trickery, trailer trickery specifically. That happens a lot. Or I think it is a dream sequence. So that's what I was thinking about. Maybe this is Jack who, so should they're not ever actually on a planet because maybe she's like having some sort of flashback or dream about like, she's feeling tension about having to face Kylo Ren. So like she's having nightmares mm-hmm. and she's back on Jack who and facing him down in this dramatic way. And in this dream, the lightsaber she had at that time was, or back in the day is still intact. So I think that is one possibility. The other possibility is, like you said, this happens all the time. So the best example recently is if you look at the Infinity War trailer when that came out, the culminating scene where they're all rushing Mm -hmm. against all the bad guys, you see the Hulk in his full on green Hulk form running with all of our heroes. But in the actual movie, he is not even there. He can't become the Hulk and he's in like the Iron Man Hulk Buster armor. So it's they just completely CGI'd a different thing to keep that reveal at, from coming out. So I think that JJ and thematically it makes a lot of sense for Ray to have a new lightsaber in this. Mm. So my guesses are they again it's a dream sequence or they CGI'd the old blue lightsaber because they don't want to reveal that either Ray rebuilt Luke's lightsaber from all the broken pl- pieces and it's all jagged and messed up like Kylo's because it has like a corrupted crystal. Uh-huh. Or this, I think, is way more interesting. I think she might go to Octo to either one, get Luke's green saber because we know he had it at some point. We don't know what happened to it. So maybe it's still hanging out on the island somewhere. It's in his X Wing under the water. Sick. <laughs> Or this is a real conspiracy corner. Are you guys ready for this one? <laughs> All right, cue the the Alex Jones uh, gif where he turns to the camera with yeah. the simple oh. hat. <laughs> so the porks made all the people. <laughs> sorry, um, the porks game. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Never mind. I don't want to go down that road. Um, so on, we know if you look in the, in one of uh, in Luke's collections, you look at like one of the visual dictionaries. It shows this and a couple different things. He has a red kyber crystal on a necklace that he got in his journeys collecting sith artifacts so what if ray goes back to the island gets that crystal because the one that they were fighting over when the lightsaber split it blew up if you look at this footage in the throne room so i wonder if maybe that crystal is just done it's gone Mm -hmm. and she goes back and gets the red crystal and then does an ahsoka and brings it back and she has a white lightsaber. They're pretty sick. 
I was hoping for more reaction. Uh, I'm very excited uh, about that possibility. <laughs> it feels like there's a lot of things that would need to happen in that movie that yeah. I don't think they would want to do to do a, like to present a lightsaber in the final Star Wars movie. They've never, I mean, just based on you know they cut Luke building his lightsaber. I just I, that feels more like an EU thing. Like as see that feels to me cut, a reason why they would do deep it. cut like Star Wars fans. We want like explanations for lightsabers and how lightsabers are made and where they come from. But I don't think the casual fan who is largely supporting this movie and like bringing in the you know bringing in the dollar bills for this company is uninterested in that. Yeah, but I think that that they wouldn't care. Like it wouldn't bug them in that. I think you could do it in a quick scene where she's just like the movie opens, and that's one of the reasons. I think this actually goes to a reason why it would happen because, like, if you are a hardcore Star Wars fan, like J.J. Abrams is, and J.J. Abrams has a lot of reverence for the past and things that happened. It's kind of like a mythical scene where they cut Luke building a new lightsaber out of the movie. I feel like he would mm-hmm. like be really stoked to introduce something like that back in as like an homage to Return of the Jedi. So I could see like an opening scene just being like a quick two minute thing where she's on Octo and she gets the thing and then she like meditates and does some force stuff and like it, the red goes away from it and it like bleeds out and turns like clear and then she just puts the crystal inside the lightsaber and builds it and ignites her badass white lightsaber and then people will just, the people who are casual fans just be like, whoa, that's cool. She has a cool new color. And then like the nerds would be like, oh my God, that's like Ahsoka. See, I I think that you're even but giving the casual fan too much credit by them even realizing what color the lightsaber is. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I think it's, <laughs> it's zero. Like, like it won't hurt the film at all. If there's a two minute scene of her building a lightsaber and it's a different color, like they won't care. They'll be like, okay, whatever. It, yeah. won't, it won't make them dislike it. No. It's not like introducing mall. No, I'd be interested. Yeah. I'd be interested. Yeah. Um, the other things I was thinking is thematically, I think it makes sense because I think this movie is going to set up and we'll get to this with the title reveal. I think that what it is implying is that Ray is going to be a new type of Jedi. I hate actually I don't hate it. A lot of people hate on the gray Jedi thing. I think it's, I think it's awesome. A, yeah. I think it's kind of a weird name for it, but I don't think there is. I think there's not going to be a, there's not going to be Sith. There's not going to be Jedi. She's going to bring real balance to the force by getting rid of both of them. So I think the white lightsaber kind of, is cool thematically like that. And then also it just matches her outfit. Like she, they showed, and this is another interesting thing going to the dream theory. They showed a set picture of her and she's in a very pure white, cool looking outfit. It looked like Gandalf the white almost without the hood. Um, But when in this scene, she's wearing more like gray, like her brownish regular clothes. Um, So I feel like she might just look like a badass, like white, all pure white costume with a white lightsaber. I don't know. I think there's a lot of cool stuff that could happen with that. And so I'm, this is all just conspiracy. This is all just crazy. But I mean, I got really excited at that possibility because you know, I love Ahsoka's white lightsabers and I would love to see that in a live action theater. Yeah. I think the gray Jedi need more play. Definitely. I've yeah. only seen them in like the, the KOTOR franchise of the video games on the original mm-hmm. box. Yeah, I think they're going to push for something like that. And, and maybe we can jump at that, into that real quick before we go through more beat-by-beat things. But it was revealed that the title of this movie is The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, everything, ab- everything 
I'm excited. Like, I don't want you to think I'm not excited because I'm excited for all of this. But I think everything that came out in this trailer feels like it is a misdirection for the lead up. Like, yeah. And all I can think is this feels like marketing, like marketing owns this space and they like really are running with stuff because more than anything, more than any other title, well, The Last Jedi has it and The Rise of Skywalker has it. Um, the, those, both of these titles feel very like anticipatory and like they are setting something up or setting an expectation up that is not met or, you know, misdirected. It feels like this big tease. I don't feel like they have the same, like they don't have like those lasting qualities of like a new hope, the empire strikes back, like return of the Jedi. Like those have very like a matter of fact, almost like simple, very um, like encompassing titles that some like they're like summations of the movie. But this title to me feels like it was written by a marketer to like yeah. tease curiosity and get people interested. And then after you see it, it's going to, I'm worried that that title is going to feel like it doesn't belong anymore, but Ooh, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I'm yeah. totally wrong. Um, there was a quote from J.J. Abrams, and I'm paraphrasing it, where he was saying in an interview that they landed on the name because he watched the movie in its entirety, and it was the only thing the movie could be called. It was very. He's like, "This is clearly what the movie is about." <laughs> um, so, yeah. but I think I agree. I hope with that's you honest. I hope that's yeah. honest and not just another marketing thing. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things is I, I think you are hitting on something with the misdirection. I feel like there's one of two possibilities. There's a lot in this trailer that I think we can read into and kind of know where the movie's going. Um, like for example, the new character, Jana um, seems very telegraphed because the internet conspiracy is that she's Lando's daughter. And so they brought that up and <laughs> because she was, that's, a, that's, that's a whole other thing. Terrible. <laughs> that know, is it's, so terrible. It's weird. It's like, yeah, of course. Oh yeah. It's a black person. Of course. It, of yeah, course it's the but, but the greater point is they brought that up on the panel and she was like, Oh, I don't know. You have to see like, yeah. and so like there's one of two possibilities with that. And I think it's indicative of the entire trailer and exactly what you're saying is either one she is Lando's daughter and they just can't officially say it. And like what you see is very on the surface and there's nothing deeper to it or two, there's some misdirection happening here. So with the rise of Skywalker, that could very literally be like, Oh, raise a Skywalker. We're, we're reconning yeah. that she's uh, Luke's daughter somehow. And now it's the rise of the new Skywalkers, which would be kind of a bummer. The other thing that I think is going on, and this isn't an original thought on my part, is that the Skywalker will represent a new sect of the Force. So, mm. which would we were would reference as the Great Jedi. So, the rise of Skywalker is a movement that is neither fully in the light, fully in the dark. They're kind of in the middle, and bring, they're actually bringing balance to the Force. And this movie is about Rey ushering in that new era. Yeah, and don't um, forget that. You know, Kylo is a Skywalker, so yeah, it could very well be one. very well be about his redemption too. Yeah, that's another one going out there, and I like that point. Um, so it's not a hundred percent on the nose, but I think there are a couple things in this trailer, and we'll talk about some more of the points 
where I'm a little nervous that it's like, okay, we cracked the code already just looking at a couple of these things. So we already know all these different things about the movie. Uh, but that being said, let's move on. Um, so the next interesting thing I saw was there's a lot of people talking about this ship that is coming at Ray in this, what I am going to say dream sequence. And I find it interesting. It is not in fact, Kylo Ren's tie silencer, which no, a lot of people I, are saying yeah. it's just a straight up tie interceptor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also we don't actually see who was piloting it. They do cut to a scene of someone with Kylo Ren's looks like Kylo Ren's glove and cape holding controls, but we have no idea that that's actually from yeah. that scene. And anyone could be wearing his glove and cape. Yeah. And it could and just I, be a random pilot, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, Lando so, did it to Han, so why not? Yeah, yeah totally. They're wearing his helmet too. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of stuff about like, oh, this shows that like Kylo and Ky- this proves that the lightsaber exists and they're back on Jakku and Kylo and Ray. This looks like they're training together. Otherwise she'd be shot at and stuff like that. So this is the redemption arc. I don't know. I think that's maybe reading a little bit too much into it. Um, Kylo might not even be in this scene. So I thought that was a little bit interesting. Mm. Um, There's a couple. I noticed there's a bunch of a wings in this trailer, which I thought you would like Mike. Um, I also saw one of the other things that's interesting is this scene where Kylo's running through and kind of punches that dude and not like pushes him to the ground with he a like, so awesome. he like sticks his the end of one of the yeah yeah sabers into him yeah totally yeah he um that's first of all a really beautifully framed scene I'm really into that it is um, it is really cool. The framing of this, uh, have you ever, have you guys ever seen the, the really, really awesome, uh, trailers for Star Wars, the old Republic, that MMO from Bioware? Yeah. This is framed exactly like one of those, uh, scenes when there's this Jedi, I forget her name, but she's like running through the forest. Yeah. I remember that. That was so sick. And it's like in slow-mo, the same kind of way, taking people down. It just instantly reminded me of that. Ooh, yeah, that's a good call. I loved that game and that trailer. I remember exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it was sick. Um, One interesting thing I saw someone call out is that the guy that he's kind of like pushing to the ground is wearing like one of those like pizza hats. I don't know what they're called. Like it looks like a mushroom head, um, (laughs) which matches one of the Knights of Ren. So there is an, a theory floating out there that this is, I don't know, some for some reason, Kylo is going against the Knights of Ren. I don't mm-hmm. think this indicates a turn unless it's more trailer trickery because he's still fighting alongside stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. But I mean, maybe maybe he turns and the entire First Order joins the resistance against the real <laughs> evil of the Knights of Ren or something. I don't know. Um, there's some interesting things that could be at play there. So I just thought that was kind of cool to call out um some other things that are interesting to call out i really like finn and poe's new outfits <laughs> which i um and affectionately yep i'm affectionately calling them fancy pants finn because he's got fancy blue <laughs> pants and indiana pones in the last crusade because he looks like indiana jones <laughs> nice um so i like that touch we also see jetpack stormtroopers which is new um to, yeah, to the movies cool. yeah 
Yeah, they they have them in video games and some legend stuff. So I think that's kind of cool that those are coming in. I remember fighting those guys in a freaking Battlefront. No, um, I mean because yeah, you got the jump troopers in Battlefront, but uh, in uh, what's, what's the Sam Witwer game? Oh, yeah. Force, Force Witwer. Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yeah. Oh, Force oh my Unleashed. god, those guys were such jerks in Force Unleashed. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's a question. So we see C three PO a couple times. He's riding like a cowboy on like yeah. some sort of ship. <laughs> it's, it's, is, it's like the most action I've ever seen him I know, undergo. It's so funny. Um, and then also we see the scene where they find they're looking out over the water, which we'll get to in a second. And he's there as well, but we do not see R two D two in any shots, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, I don't. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be he might just be somewhere else. But it, I wonder if it's also maybe the ending of Luke maybe ended the R two D two story as well. <laughs> it's not out of the question. I don't know if that's the case mm. though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at I'm looking at that scene where uh, uh, CP3O has the pole mounted, and he, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have his uh, red phantom pain arm. Yeah, he replaced it. They didn't have yeah. it in the last movie either. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. That sucks. Yeah. Well, it's hard to it's hard to recognize him. Mm-hmm. So they had to change. You couldn't, the tell, you movie. couldn't tell it was him. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't tell it was him. It was really yeah. hard. Yeah. Uh, um. So we see a medal from New A New Hope, which I thought was kind of cool. Um. I'm assuming that's Leia holding Han's medal, but hopefully it's Leia giving it to Chewie to oh, right the wrongs right of his past. Injust- <laughs> the racial injustice. Exactly. Yeah, right the wrong of not hugging him as soon as she sees him after Han dies. Yeah. Jeez. That really, that really chuffed me. Yep. No, yeah. So Carrie Fisher. That's- yep. Yep. This is, this, this really got me this scene where she's hugging Ray. Um, one of the cool things which was clarified in the panel is a lot of people were wondering if they would how much cgi would be involved in trickery with bringing carrie in there and jj said that just didn't feel right which i like Mm -hmm. um i do think that they are going to do some cgi to you know put her in (laughs) different places um they'll probably like copy her from wherever they got the footage from on force awakens and put her into new scenes and things like that but i don't think they're going to do a tarkin-esque full remodel of a cgi carrie fisher and have someone act that out i think that would be just way too weird yeah yeah be too much yep and so yeah he said there's actually a lot of footage that wasn't used in force awakens that works perfectly in this movie so i'm really excited i think that'll be a really sweet send-off and this moment really, really got to me. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So another big reveal. We are at on a planet. Um, it looks a little bit foresty, which I think is important, but it's got a shore with some raging waters. It's a really cool scene. And we see the entire team minus R2-D2 looking over the water where it looks like the Death Star remains have crashed on this planet. We see kind of the laser dish and well first of all that just seems silly to me because we know that the death star exploded into like glitter so i don't know how there <laughs> yeah. can be any remains <laughs> just fell, fell perfectly back into place yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the yeah. heat from re-entry like welded it back together <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's silly first of all secondly though um a lot of people are speculating that this is 
either the moon of Endor or one of the moons of Endor. I didn't know this, but I guess the planet Endor is a gas giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So I don't think that they would be on that. But um, they did film those up in the Redwoods in the Bay Area over by our neck of the woods. Um, and there are some beautiful coastlines over there. So, I mean, it wouldn't be out of the question that this is the same climate as the Endor we know and love. And this is a remain of the Death Star. So this kind of would go back to one of the other things I brought up is maybe they're retracing all these things. They have to go back to all these different places to like unlock the past to do something in the future. So that would be why they go back to Tatooine where it all started and then now go into Endor where it all ended. Uh, Maybe they pick up Lando. That's they had to go back to Cloud City (laughs) where it middled. And that's why they pick up Lando (laughs) to pick up Billy December Williams. Yeah. It looks like he's having a great time. Yeah. He was great on the panel too. I love yeah. that he's just like old man. Like people need to stop blaming me for yeah. killing Han. No <laughs> one got hurt. Yeah, nobody died. <laughs> yeah, he was so yeah. good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, you know the panel was pretty good, and I like yeah. that. I don't even want to go down this, but I like that uh, JJ was like, you know, the best thing Ryan Johnson did cast Kelly May yeah. Fran. Yeah. Which I think is good because it is like it is just them being like like f you guys who are like mm-hmm. I, I I'm so over the conversations about you know like oh they just did it to like make it a more like diverse cast and like yeah. Yeah. that diversity for diversity's sake and it's like no it's not diversity for diversity's sake they're just reflecting real life yeah totally. like it's not diversity for diversity's sake it's just what the world is like what are you talking about yeah. Yeah, supporting people and because I mean, it's I've heard it from many, many people about how important it is to see Ray on screen. My wife is an elementary school teacher and you would be shocked at how many like little girls were in Ray costumes for Halloween. It's so it's such a cool thing. And so I think that's something that needs to be encouraged because we got that ever since we were a kid, an abundance of action heroes that looked like us, talked like us and Mm -hmm. did cool things. And we can, you know, put their poster up and be like, I can't wait to be macho man, Randy Savage. That's, that's who I was. I I can get behind that. Yeah. That's who I was, who I related (laughs) to Um, a Persian macho man. (laughs) But um, I think that is really important. And I think it's cool too, to not only did JJ call that out, but the fandom, really was cool and embraced her because she got by far the largest standing ovation other than maybe the trailer. Um, and it was, it was a really nice moment. So Mm. I'm, I'm really happy to see what she does in this movie. And I think she's really cool. Um, but back to the death star, I think a lot of people are thinking this is one of the places on Endor. And I think this is a good place to go into the laugh at the end, which we already said was Palpatine. What do you guys think that indicates? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, right. I, it was all a work. I mean, I, that's uh, being honest. I don't think it means anything. Um, I think it's really cool. Um, but so I, th- I think say- I think Palpatine could be like how Yoda and Kenobi, you know, appear. I, I it's mm-hmm. po- it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a Palpatine could have force ghosted, or he is just there in memories or dreams or in other states. I don't think he's going to come back. I think mm-hmm. he will be present in some way, just like 
how, like, you know, that being said, I think Qui-Gon Jinn could be present in some way. You know, his voice could be in there. Yeah. Um, so it's, totally. I don't know. I, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's really cool, but I don't think it means anything huge. Yeah. 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 I would care more if I cared about Snoke at all. <laughs> like if he, if he got fleshed out and like, I knew where he came from and how he turned Kylo Ren and he, obviously he knows everybody, Snoke knows everybody, you know? Uh, Luke was aware that Snoke had some kind of influence on Kylo Ren. So if that was all fleshed out, I think then I'd be able to do make the beginnings of theory crafting of how Palpatine could be involved, but mm-hmm. not there. Yeah. I mean, I think this is another example of what I was trying to bring up earlier about this could be really on the nose or it could be a misdirection. So mm-hmm. we obviously have seen an EU and things like that. Some pretty wild um storylines that were maybe not that it's successful in my opinion where you know palpatine cloned himself and after palpatine died in return of the jedi then this clone came back and kind of ruled the empire um and essentially couldn't you couldn't kill him um so i mean it could be really on the nose um jj did confirm that ian mcdermott was on set and it so in some form or another there is new Palpatine stuff going to be shown. It's not just like they took audio from another movie or something like that. Yeah. Um, sure. But I, I think there is a way that that could be cool. And this goes back to the thing about someone noticing the Knights of Ren. There could be something set up where if they do it well, they pull it off where it turns out, Palpatine is alive in some form or another, and he's the one who was pulling the strings for Snoke. Snoke was his new apprentice after Vader. Um, and that's how the first order happened. And Kylo Ren finds this out or whatever, and then joins sides and Kylo and the first order join the resistance to fight the emperor and the Knights of Ren. That could be a possibility. I seems unlikely, but honestly, like I might be kind of into that. Um, the more likely thing is that what I think you were talking about, Mike, and a good way that I think they could do this is the Sentinels. If you remember in the single player campaign for Battlefront, and then also in one of the books, they set up this idea that after Palpatine died, he had this kind of fail safe where these droids that have his face, they're like a hollow projection of him have an AI in there. And basically, this these droids would activate on his death and give instructions to all the leaders in the Empire. And that's what started the First Order, basically. It got them to retreat and kind of regroup. Um, and they also implemented, like, another thing to blow up some other planet because they're, like, super horny for blowing up planets, I guess. <laughs> um, but this could be a thing where maybe they're retracing the past, like I said, and they go into the remains of the death star to find whatever MacGuffin is important for the movie. And within there, they find some AI that was left by Palpatine. And it's just like kind of a creepy thing or, but it doesn't have any real influence on the movie. It could be a total misdirection. So I think that will be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much my, or my head's on at it with this. Cool. Yeah, so were there any other... Those are kind of all my notes for the trailer. Were there any other interesting things that you guys picked up? What do you guys think about the title, about Rise of Skywalker? 
I don't hate it. A lot of people are hating it, but I mean, I think my personal opinion is it represents kind of what I was saying that the the rise of Skywalker will be some sort of movement or some sort of thing that is rising. It won't be an actual Skywalker. I do think it is an incredible troll job that like all these people are debating like, oh my God, like Ryan Johnson ruined this stuff and he said (laughs) these parents are nobody. And so they're like, oh yeah, check out this title jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just I laughed when I saw it because it's like in the trailer, I think even it says like the end of the saga, the rise of Skype. Mm-hmm. I have like no feelings about it. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I'm like I, no movie title has ever. They're just it's just a movie title. It's just how they categorize it. It's no title. I've never hated a title and never. You know, I it, it's going to have to be one of those things where we see it. And then if the title is like way off or does feel like I said earlier, like a total just marketing ploy, then Mm -hmm. I might dislike it. But I think what's more likely is I just continue to be ambivalent about it. (laughs) And like, because it's just a title, you know what I mean? It it probably is accurate to a point enough where it's like, yeah, that works. It's about the content. So, yeah, I think I agree. And I think everyone's going to just chill the F down about it too. Because I mean... I remember when the last Jedi title came out, everyone was like, that's, that's weird. I don't know. I don't know if I like it. Blah, blah, blah. And now oh, it's, I just, that it's, one. it's yeah. so natural. Like no one has a problem with that, especially with attack of the clones. People got so mad about that title when it first <laughs> was announced and now everyone's fine with it. So yeah. it doesn't matter. No, I do, it's yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I do. I do like it for the speculation reason. I think I'm, I'm a little more into like, speculation and theory building than you are but i don't think it has much of an effect because they never really do yeah i don't but this is how i am with every movie star wars included i'm not going to follow theories at all because it does nothing for me and i just don't want to hear people yelling at each other and you know it just Mm -hmm. it's fun to do with your friends offline but the internet has just ruined that stuff (laughs) Um, yeah. To the point where it's like, I'm honestly probably going to watch the next trailer that comes out. Uh, you know, the the trailers that come out and that's about it. I'm not going, I'm not going to mm-hmm. engage anything past that. Right. Yeah. I agree with that too. I mean, I, I can't help my brain from doing what my brain does. So I go down these rabbit holes on my own, but I, I don't look anything up. And I think that's a good policy for us to have out there as we continue to coverage this in case anyone was worried about it we're not going to look at any leaked pictures we're not going to look at any set leaks or anything like that there were news stories coming out that like some plot points had come out we're not going to look at any of that but you know if it's in the trailer i think it's fair game and you know i'm i'm gonna go to crazy town because yeah it's kind of what i like doing (laughs) it's it's one of those things where it's like everything i've seen is cool and Mm -hmm. i promise you i will like this movie yeah Mm -hmm. like i just will there's nothing there at this point, they can't do anything that's going to upset me. Like, <laughs> I don't know how they could upset me. I don't know how any movie could really upset me, honestly. Um, and, it's a very mature uh, stance of you, Mike. And like I said, anyways, it doesn't matter because these aren't canon, so it's fine. <laughs> Wait, what's not canon? <laughs> oh, these... T- I, I've gone on this rant before. These are all just fan films. George Lucas didn't make them. These are just fan films. Oh, okay. God. These, oh, these, God. these, and I'm like, I, and that, yeah, I went from being so level headed to saying this. Yeah, you just <laughs> took it from, but it's you how just I took feel. it from zero to a hundred real quick. No, yeah. I mean, I still enjoy, I still enjoy them, but George Lucas, 
You know what George Lucas would have given us if he was still doing this? We would have been in Fantastic Voyage on like a like a microscopic journey to find midichlorians. And I'd rather he wanted it to go. And I'd rather have that. I'd rather have that than you know Disney buying it and putting millions and millions of dollars behind it and crafting this for like marketing, like crafting this for like consumers. But George Lucas, like. And don't get me wrong, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams are artists. Like, they're completely artists. They do amazing things. But this is George Lucas's brainchild, and, like, this is his art. These are, like, his songs. And so someone else is writing the music now. It's just not the same. And I still like them and enjoy them, but in my my world, (laughs) they're not (laughs) canon. And I don't think that's too crazy to say. No, it's it's I I I respect the stance. I I completely disagree, but I, I respect the stance. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're such good buds. We can, yeah. we can disagree, but <laughs> well, just be okay with it. It's not being it's not being driven from the same heart anymore. It's like when even when they was even when Clone Attack of the Clones came out and it was so bad. Um, I would rather have more Attack of the Clones, like and and it feel genuine and not as dollar driven even though you know there was financial things behind all the prequels they were still birthed from george lucas and like no that's just special to me yeah yeah i i get i get that but yeah i think it's i think it's fair to take into consideration you know the people that are working on it now it is obviously disney probably doesn't care as much about it as some of the lucasfilm people but i get the sense that they the lucasfilm has enough autonomy that i don't think you know bob Iger is like we gotta put maul at the end of the movie because that'll sell toys um yeah i think that was just like a misguided like people thought it'd be cool and they just made a bad decision i think the people at the helm even kathleen kennedy who was basically george lucas's right-hand person they really care about the story and the canon. You talk to the story group and things like that. I think this is obviously a new era and I, I respect the George era for what it was and for everything it built. But I think this is a natural and exciting addition to the George era that I, I, I obviously consider canon and think is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that that makes sense. Um, the last couple things about the panel. Oh yeah. This is a quote, which I think kind of led me to think about it is Colbert asked Daisy Ridley. What is, what happened to Luke Skywalker? And her exact quote is the lightsaber Ray inherited from Luke lives. So I think that is very weird, precise, language for that it lives it lives and so i think that leads to my theory that the lightsaber we see in the trailer isn't the actual one she has because all the scenarios i laid out technically fall into that category where it lives in one way or another but i don't think it's as straightforward as she just has the same lightsaber and it looks exactly the same and it wasn't damaged at all yeah Um, so yeah. I thought you were going to say like it lives like it is Luke and he's like sweet. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Ignite <can't> me. <laughs> <laughs> this, the force ghost of Luke now lives in the handle of his lightsaber. <laughs> um, sweet. And so I think that is the biggest news from the panel. 
Do you want to just hit on a couple of quick hits of other interesting things real quick? Yeah. Sweet. Um, so there was a Galaxy's Edge panel. Um, I We can maybe cover that in a little bit later. I don't think anything new was announced. There was a lot of this had come out originally. One quote that I really liked is, you're going to smell Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys checked out any of this panel. It was really cool to see how much care they're bringing into it and the attractions that I think were um, already announced. Uh, There was a really good Black Series Rebels episode where they interviewed someone, um, I think, from io9. I have to remember. Sorry, I don't remember exactly who the guest was, but they went to Galaxy's Edge and gave a deep dive on the rides and kind of what they're doing and keeping everything in canon. I would suggest checking that out. It sounds so dope. And I'm really excited to go in like 2022 when it finally starts to die down. Yeah. Um, The next big news was Fallen Order, a.k.a. Star Wars Fallen Order, a Bruce Randow story. Yeah, (laughs) if only. I know. So if you're following our D&D episodes, it's kind of funny that we just launched this and it's basically the same plot from (laughs) the new video game Fallen Order. We did it. Put it out first. Yeah, I know. They ripped us off. Yeah, yeah. we put it out first. Yeah, yeah, we did put it out first, so we win. Yep. Yeah. Um, did you guys see the trailers for oh, this? Yeah. 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 I don't really know. <laughs> I, I don't really know what it... It's. I saw the trailer. I, it just left me with more questions. Which uh-huh. is... Yeah. It, it's a teaser. That's what, it, that's what it does. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool. It was... There's a little bit of concern about it being an EA game because of mm. how much of a mess Battlefront 2 was. But yeah. some cool things they announced was it's only single player, so no multiplayer f- and no microtransactions. So those are official, which I think is big news and it's good. And I think they're really... I'd heard some rumors about this, that they are taking the God of War path and trying to kind of model some things after that. Mm. So if they're successful, I think that'd be really cool because God of War, the most recent one, was one of the coolest games I've played in years. And so if they can just do a really immersive single-player campaign, I think that'll be really tight. Yeah, it'll be interesting because Respawn hasn't done a third-person action game. They do first-person shooters. So, And I'm, I'm not sure if they're using Frostbite. Yeah, and that's my that's my worry, but also my interest is this is uncharted territory for this company mm-hmm. a little bit so i'm like this could this could go i mean it's like everything it could go either yeah, way i absolutely. feel like i feel like that's my feeling about everything that's happened it's like yeah, this could go either way yeah i um, think one of yeah. the reasons this came up too is because one of the people working on it one of the producers was from god of war as well so if that's the case then i think hopefully they have some leadership that have experience with this type of immersive first player game yeah um and to answer your question, Chris, um, I think it's being built on Unreal 4. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's it's, good it's news. Definitely new territory, as you mentioned, Mike, but I'm, I'm hopeful because I think it looks pretty cool. I think Cal Kestis is the main character. Mm-hmm. His character model looks a little weird. And I also don't know if we need another blonde, blue eyed, yeah. white, white protagonist. Um, it'd be cool if we can maybe do some character modifications to it. Like, uh, like Bioware did with um, whatever that game is. <laughs> that uh, is really cool. And you can do a lot of customizations to your character. <laughs> Kotor? Yeah, Kotor. Yeah that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It would be cool if it was a little bit of a Knights of the Old Republic kind of thing. 
No, they um, got the they got the actor, the the Joker boy from. Uh, oh, so he yeah. So he's Bum. that's that's him. He's gonna okay. Character. All right. Well, I, yeah, the character model looks a little weird aside from just being a white guy um, to me, but we'll have to see how that plays out. Also, we see the second sister, which is interesting. Um, we have seen the second sister in a comic, but we have not seen her in any other live action sort of thing. So I think it would be quite, kind of cool to explore some of the inquisitors and bring that into the more cultural zeitgeist. Cause I think that's a cool idea. Well, like here, you know, there's this awesome star Wars D and D podcast. That's probably <laughs> going to have some inquisitors at some point. Right. <laughs> I would guess. Yeah. Sweet. So did you have any other thoughts about fallen order before we move on? Um, no, I'm just hoping it's like, uh, I just wanted to be World of Warcraft, but Star Wars, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just waiting for that game. It's, it's going to be very different from what you want. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, going on to the next interesting news, I have, n- this doesn't have a lot of information at all, but they did announce Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> three and the premise which has to do with battling ancient sith lords so that could be cool and a little bit more up your alley yeah as this being like world of warcraft yeah and that game's awesome so i don't have a lot to say about that but i'm excited yeah i am excited by the possibility of that i haven't played yep. i haven't played in a while yeah they just like re- re-released it for mobile and I need to dive back into that because that game was so sick. I have them both on uh, Xbox One. You can get them both. Mm. Backwards compatibility. Sick. (laughs) Sick. Cool. And then there's a bunch of other little news stories, you know, but nothing I think was brand new. I liked that they kind of said a little bit more detail about Alphabet Squadron, which is a book that Hera will take command of a ragtag group of New Republic pilots in the aftermath of Battle of Endor. So Mm. it'll be... Pretty cool to see what Hera's up to after the OT ends. But the only other big news up until this point, because we haven't seen the Clone Wars panel yet, I don't know if they're going to announce anything there, but they did just finish the Mandalorian panel, which for all in all, I think for panels was a little boring. Yeah. Um, the only cool part was that we found out that Chubbs from Happy Gilmore is in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that was pretty tight. That's all I care about. Yeah. Um, there were a couple quotes I liked. I mean, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. They have a funny dynamic. Yeah. Their dynamic is so fun. Yeah. Um, I like, like, what was the, uh, there's a quote I wrote down because, like, oh, <laughs> John Favreau is just like razzing dave filoni about stuff and like i don't even know what it was about and he was like i have many friends the most valuable thing in the galaxy <laughs> just like such sad dave filoni yeah that was uh, weird he was being weird <laughs> I know. um but i i just like him a lot um but they said that they are pulling stuff in from legends and even the holiday special yeah so. were they just kidding i couldn't probably tell. but I they, mean, also they no. said caravan of courage which was oh. yeah I know that they are pulling. So the the gun that the Mandalorian has is the gun that Boba Fett uses in the holiday special. So that is from the holiday special. I don't know if they're going to pull anything else out though. Um, they also um, talked about the char- the two characters that were on stage. So Cara Dune is an ex rebel shock trooper played by Gina Carino. She seems really cool too. I'm excited. Um, I know she was in Haywire, I think. Hmm. which 
people freak out about that movie. Um, she's ex MMA fighter and she was evidently awesome in that movie. And so I'm excited to see her in this and get more familiar with her. Cause she just seems really cool and sweet. And then grief Karga, which is an odd name to me is played by Carl Weathers. And he seemed like he was having the time of his life. Yeah. He's goofy. <laughs> yeah. So he plays a head of a bounty hunter guild looking for someone to go after a quote product to bring to quote someone. <laughs> Mm. so um i think that'll be interesting they showed some footage which was blacked out for live streamers boo i know that was weak yeah but i found a bootleg version that was uploaded to twitter um they didn't go into a lot of the story stuff so i don't think we really missed anything missed out on anything but there were some cool stuff it showed some footage which looks really cool it looks really rogue one-y um it looks beautiful. Like I think they're going to do a really good job and we're going to be surprised at how high quality the sets and the production of this is. Um, there's a couple of just cool scenes of the Mandalorian, like walking into doors dramatically. Pretty cool. Um, then also one of the cool things is they highlighted all the directors that were going to be part of it. I think it showcased a lot of different voices, a lot of, um, good representation and diversity diversity in the direction. And then also they showed Taika Waititi behind the camera and people freaked that out. Which yeah. I am so excited for that. Um, the only other thing is yeah, another desert planet. It looks exactly like Tatooine. We don't know where it is, but that's kind of what it looked like. And I will say that just from this small amount of footage, the Mandalorian looks like a badass, And I think I am going to be, stoked on the mandalorian more than i am for boba fett so those are kind of all my only thoughts yeah i'll be i'll be sad if korg isn't just like <laughs> somewhere you know oh my gosh that'd be amazing <laughs> he's in it i'll always yeah. remind but yeah um oh yeah there were a couple other things actually there were there were a couple cool moments they said that they had they didn't have enough stormtroopers yeah for funny. a bunch of the scenes so they called in the 501st which i think was really cool and sweet because they called them in but didn't tell them what it was for so all these people just showed up to the set of the mandalorian and they were <laughs> like all right now you're in the mandalorian <laughs> which i think would be so sick yeah um and Dave Filoni said that their costumes looked better than what Lucasfilm produces. So that was kind of a funny touch that they know their stuff better than Star Wars. And then also they said that they were incredible actors because they know how stormtroopers behave. So they were a dream to direct. Um, so That's I just so thought cool. that was a cool touch. And he also mentioned another fun thing I didn't think about is, you know, a lot of times people are, if you're a collector, you want to see like screen shown props and things that were on set and so it's kind of cool that all these people built their stormtrooper costumes in their garage or whatever showed up and now they're officially movie props or tv show props yeah that they can bring home and be like yeah this was on an episode of the mandalorian dream come true right there yeah that's, so I thought pretty, that was sweet. Yeah, that's pretty crazy yeah they announced they showed a little bit of the mandalorian's ship called the razor crest um mm. yeah it looked like kind of just like a carrier it looked very um clone warsy yeah, it um, did. It looks like cool. Public carrier. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, and they said they're going to fill in a lot of Mandalorian history. So I think that's kind of interesting. And I like that Dave Filoni is so involved because he's so critical in building out the Mandalorian history. And so I think this will be cool to fill in some of that lore. Um, 
I was a little worried it might just be all action and Western, but I think they're going to still lean in on some of that cool history and EU lore that I think we love so much. So I think that that will be cool. Yeah. And they talk about Kurosawa a lot, which excites me because those reflective moments in anything Star Wars are always my favorite. Yeah. And I think I have to be prepared to eat some crow. I mean, as I'm talking, you know, I like going down these crazy conspiracy holes, but I think it has, I was always saying that I don't think the Mandalorian is an actual Mandalorian. I think it's just going to be a code name might be involved with something having to do with cop Vanth, which we have covered before. Um, I don't think that that is out of the question. Cobb Vanth might show up at some point. Um, this might be Tatooine. Maybe they'll will loop in some Boba Fett history. Um, but I think it is very clear now that the Mandalorian is an actual Mandalorian and they are going to be diving into some of the Mandalorian culture and history into this. So I think that is a cool touch. And I will admit that that prediction was a little off. Well, not yet. Yeah. I mean, maybe not, but I think the evidence is stacking against that. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, yeah. I'm also curious. Do you think that Pedro Pascal will ever be shown? Do you think the Mandalorian will ever take his helmet off? I think in this so. Series? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I yeah, think I mean, epi- episode one, it'll happen. Yeah. 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 It's like a big thing with actors playing roles from comics and whatever that mm-hmm. uh, have a helmet on, you know, it's like very controversial. You got to hide their actor face. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say they wouldn't, hi- they wouldn't hire him if they didn't. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. I, I hear a lot of people talking about that and like, no, I hope they don't keep it. Like it would be like Boba Fett. It's just a mystery, mysterious person. But <laughs> We already know what it looks like. yeah but i mean yeah it's i think uh pedro pascal is so fun that it would be a shame to cover up that beautiful face all i've ever seen him in is narcos and that's amazing yeah narcos he's awesome in game of thrones oh yeah never mind. star in game of thrones yeah i forgot yeah i knew you'd watch that you probably haven't seen this but he was also good in the latest um kingsman movie mm, yeah i, I yeah. really like the kingsman movies <laughs> the second one wasn't as good as the first one but he was in that he was mm. pretty fun in that movie too those movies look um, like the british fast and furious to me like they're in that same vein yeah they're not that that's not a bad description <laughs> but i think they're they're a little more tongue-in-cheek like they know oh, okay. they're being ridiculous oh, like okay, okay it's it's more uh sarcastic than I think I I don't know if the irony is picked up by the Fast and the Furious team. <laughs> no, if so I'm either. being honest, yeah, yeah. Um, but that is all the news I had and notes from Celebration. I mean, do you guys have any closing thoughts? I know Mike, you said something kind of interesting about how you're feeling about Star Wars in our text chain. I don't know if you want to share with the greater public. Oh no, no I have to. No, yeah. Well, I've definitely <laughs> been burnt on Star Wars for like a year. It's just been they've been cranking things out too fast and I am so disinterested and um, I've just finished last night um, resistance and that's I'm nothing is grabbing me about it um, and just the last Jedi was good but possibly it was just everything that was happening around it and the fact mm-hmm. that it just wasn't my favorite that so many things happen. I just felt so burnt by Star Wars. I've just been so over it uh, for like a year. And I think why I like Rebels so much is because it it feels the most Lucas-like. But watching this trailer, I definitely got the most excited I have been and like re- remembering why I love Star Wars. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of stuff going on around <laughs> it. I'm, de- I'm not. I'm still not interested in. I'm yeah. almost just interested in this movie. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not excited for. <laughs> I'm not excited for Resistance. I'm not excited for the Mandalorian. None of the video games excite me. Um, but this movie has gotten me stoked again. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel what you're putting out there. I think I, I think you might you're you're a little bit more of a grumpy guy than I am. And I'm reading. <laughs> I, I'm reading. I'm reading all the comics too. Yeah. Or, and I'm like, I because I need to. I'm at this point. I'm so deep in my life into it that I just mm-hmm. need to stay up to date with everything. Because I'm like, well, yeah. I've gone this far. Like, I got to know what's going on. And nothing yeah. is hitting for me. Yeah, well, that's why you're, yeah. you're reading all the all the goop. <laughs> yeah, probably all the goop on the bottom of the barrel. Honestly, yeah. but I mean, I think I think some people might hear that and be a little like bristle at it a little bit. But I, I think that's completely true. At least for me, though, I don't think I will ever tire of the actual Star Wars. Um, even these things that like are the Resistance, I am happy they're out there. I'm happy to have more access to it. I love diving into the history and the canon and all the little nuances and things like that. I think, you know, even if we didn't have a a podcast, that's exactly what I'd be doing right now. But I think a lot of the stuff around the edges of star Wars got really tiresome. And so I think that's a reason why we, I haven't been as active on Twitter. Um, We have slowed down the production of our episodes a little bit is I do think just the toxic conversation um, on a lot of sides. I mean, I think, there are some people that are way more to blame than others, but even the people who I generally agree with can get a little toxic. And so I'm just, I am happy hopefully to be moving forward into a positive era for star Wars where people are just going to be excited to see another movie and go to a theme park and play some video games. And that is what we can get back to. And we can keep thinking about, you know, all these kids in my wife's class that are dressing up like Ray and the beautiful things about star Wars much less than, you know, the arguments online, which I refuse yeah. to be a part of anymore. <laughs> yeah. Twitter is rough. What did you guys bring me into? Yeah, I know. We'll, Sorry. We, we've muted a lot of people. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Twitter is especially bad, but I've gotten into some weird places on Reddit and Facebook too. So, I mean, I'm just, I think I'm over it. I think the official stance of the podcast is that we're over it and we are going to move forward with positivity. And I personally am looking forward to, episode nine and much more mike might just be looking forward to episode nine but i am happy he is along for the ride i am i'm still still excited yep do you have any closing thoughts chris um just on like the the toxicity thing it just made me think of uh you know i like i like your jedi but not your fans your fans are so unlike your jedi yeah (laughs) that was a a gandhi reference i don't know if you got it (laughs) yeah i'm very i'm very smart Mm, i got it (laughs) uh yeah i mean i'm i'm stoked for the movie uh star wars is like pizza you know you can have pizza that you don't really (laughs) care that much for but it's still pizza and you're still gonna you know enjoy it in some way uh saying that i that last jedi is not my favorite movie is putting it lightly but i still ultimately enjoyed it there's still like a lot of parts of that movie that i really really liked Mm -hmm. but i will say it was rough for me yeah i I mean when the trailers came out this week and i rewatched um i just rewatched phantom menace and i was like this is so fun i love this (laughs) i was like it's so silly and so fun Uh, it doesn't take itself seriously um and has it just feels like a movie where people are having fun making it and it is very lighthearted and 
positive and yeah i like that so it was <laughs> another thing we disagree on <laughs> i love it yeah it's okay though that's why i like we have three varied opinions on this panel and mm-hmm. we can respect them all and mm-hmm. so i appreciate that so in closing i wish i could have been at celebration i think that would have been really fun to hang out with people i don't think we actually missed any news or anything like that no being there but i think the community has been really cool to be a part of and that's i think i even said that to you yeah nothing about celebration seemed that interesting to me mostly Mm -hmm. because big crowds are just like a (laughs) a a, a turn off i'm just like nope i'm out but It was cool seeing so many pictures of so many people we know meeting each other and building community around something and creating positive community around something that can be toxic. Um, For I don't know what reason. It's wild. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I'm hoping next year we get to or in two years we get to go and be a part of that. Yeah. Yep. We missed you all. If we couldn't be there, it would have been nice to meet some of you in person that we have talked to and some of the cooler people on Twitter that we've become close with. But yeah, I agree. I don't think, I think other than episode nine panel, nothing that huge really rocked my world. Um, and so I think I had fun covering it from the comfort of my own couch. Um, and I will look forward to this next year in star Wars. Hey, everybody. Um, You can probably tell this sounds a little bit different, but we are going to do an even more casual uh, little jump in here because at the point of recording before, we had not yet seen the Clone Wars panel, and we have thoughts. So, Mike, did you want to start this off? Yeah. Probably more excited for Clone Wars than the actual movie. (laughs) Oh, wow. I am excited for the movie. I don't want you to think I'm not. Yeah. But I have a love for Clone Wars like I do for Rebels. And this, I think, was the best panel, most insightful, interesting panel I had seen with some of my favorite actors and actresses, voice actors, voice actresses. So the reason I really wanted to talk about this is because this was the highlight of the weekend for me. (laughs) Nice. Um, so I didn't see the panel yet. I did see the um, trailer, and I have the panel on cue to watch. Oh my gosh, are there any yeah. highlights? Like, oh what, what are things from the panel, not the trailer, well, that you jumped well, out of you? First of all, Warwick Davis, Davis um, you know, being the MC for it, asking questions <laughs> in and of itself is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, this whole, I feel like Star Wars Celebration is just basically a Dave Filoni riff sesh where people just like make fun of Dave and tell people how close they are to him um, because everyone loves them. And this was one of the most fun interactions I've seen um, with, you know, Ashley Eckstein and so the original, so when the panel started, it was Warwick Davis, Dave Filoni, Ashley Eckstein, Sam, uh, Whitwer, Whitwer. I think it's Whitwer. Yeah. Whitwer. And uh, Bradley D. Baker. And it was just really good. Um, The insights from all three of them on making Clone Wars and Ashley Eckstein and uh, 
Bradley D. Baker had a really great story about how they found out Clone Wars was coming back and all this mm. just insight information and kind of where they were and what happened when they realized this because they each had pretty much said the one thing they wanted to do in their careers was end Clone Wars right, which I'm sure for the viewers and fans as well as the actors is something not having that closure has always been a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like some shows I love that ended too early. Like you remember pushing daisies, like that was oh, a show yeah. I think you and me both, both really liked and it just didn't get the chance to end. You know how we wanted it to end mm-hmm. And clone wars is kind of the same. Even that show happy endings, which is basically just friends I love, mm-hmm. but didn't get an ending. Mm-hmm. And so it's felt like this is one of my favorite Star Wars um, pieces of Star Wars film and media and the chance that it's getting a proper ending and that Disney is really um, giving this to Dave is amazing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's what's wild about it to me is this is George Lucas's last one of his last things he ever touched. Yeah, was, that's was true. Clone Wars. I never thought about that. So him not getting the closure on that and then him also, you know, it's it's amazing to get it closed. But something Dave Filoni said in the panel was this is probably the story he's thought most about for the last 10 years is the mm. siege of Mandalore. So for 10 years, he's been doing this. And even, you know, Sam Witwer said something great where he was, you know, Dave was saying, well, and there was a point where him and Ahsoka were interacting in the early Clone Wars when they're like, well, we, and Sam said to Dave, well, we both know about the Siege of Mandalore, right? And then he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know it, and you were there. And then he's like, Sam asked, so what was it? And Dave was like, well, I'm not going to tell you that. And so it's like the one thing he's been holding closest, the cards he's played closest to his chest is the Siege of Mandalore. And I'm just so curious what that means and what it is and what's going on. Cause it is this big moment in history, probably up until the clone wars and you know, uh, and the early episodes, like the clone wars itself was something we always wondered at. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, the seeds of Mandalore has been that the thing I'm most curious about. And I don't need, you know, I always say ambiguity is better and I'd rather not know, but this mm-hmm. is one of those instances where I want to know because I know it was written and supposed to happen and didn't happen. Because of that fact, I it's like a book. It's like the ending to a book that someone, no, I know exactly what happens, but I'm just, I didn't get a chance to write it. And so mm-hmm. I, that's why I'm most excited for this. Yeah, I like that. I'm most excited because I've been watching the trailer on silent while you're talking and I just paused on like a one second frame where it looks like Jar Jar Binks is escorting Ahsoka and a bunch of people to like a Mandalorian palace and I'm like that is a mission I need to see yeah yeah (laughs) that is ridiculous I mean yeah do you want to chat about the trailer a little bit yeah I mean the trailers look amazing Mm -hmm. um just the quality looks amazing and you know dave said that they retouched some things but kept it largely the same but you know just updated it technology wise and um that this was going to be the one the one of the biggest projects to date based on pure volume of people creating 
a war. You know, he was talking about rebels was great, but fairly easy because there was never a massive war. They had didn't, didn't have to do with hundreds and hundreds of CG troopers because it was a pretty small scale. Mm-hmm. But that this is so, and you can see that in the trailers reflect how huge this is. Um, yeah. 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 I think it's really cool. I think it's really smart to focus it around Ahsoka. Um, I think that is a really compelling story because you're not just getting the battle stuff. You're getting the emotional through line of, you know, her distance from Anakin and them not being together and what it means to be a Jedi in this time of war and things like that. And he's grappling with his failures with her and she has regrets too. I think that'll be really interesting. We also see Maul, which is confirmed. I think a lot of us were speculating. We certainly said that is something we wanted to see when the first teaser trailer came out. So that will be pretty dope as well. I think, yeah, this is just right up our alley. Like it ties in so well to a lot of things we've been talking about on Rebels right now too. So I'm really excited. Well, if you were watching the trailer on mute, you probably didn't hear Darth Maul at the end. Yeah. Well, I, I saw it before, so I know. Uh, okay. It's like, yeah. It's like, I was hoping for Kenobi. I was like, oh, yeah. that's so sick. <laughs> and one thing Dave said in the panel, which I'm really excited for, is we're going to talk about it this season, but my all-time favorite Star Wars moment, and I'm talking all-time, mm-hmm. is um, uh, Maul and Kenobi's fight at the end of season three. Mm-hmm. And I won't get into why, but I think it's amazing. And mm-hmm. Filoni specifically said, in contrast to this, Maul will have certain fights with certain characters that go the other way. And they brought back, um, oh my gosh, what's the actor's name who played him? Maul? Sam Whitworth? No, uh, the Ray uh, Oh, Ray, Ray Park. Park, the original actor. Ray Park pretty much plays him and they filmed uh-huh. him and then c- brought it into CG to get like his movements and his motions and something they've never done. And, but they're going to like do this huge scale and yeah, I mean it, it looks insane. It's, you know, 12 That's episodes really cool. of yeah. Something I'm super excited for. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited too, because it looks like it's going to span a good amount of time. It looks like it's going to pick up right after Ahsoka leaves the Jedi temple which some of that's been filled in but like the moment right after i mean yeah. that's kind of a touching moment that you really think about it it looks like she just like takes a motorcycle away leaving her life behind and just goes to the depths of coruscant um i like they talk talk about some of the everyday people and how they kind of begrudge the jedi a little bit for bringing this war on them yeah. Um, I think that's a perspective we haven't seen very much, which I think is kind of interesting as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We also, um, one other thing I, I liked is it's so weird for me to revisit this and see Rex and the clone troopers young after watching yeah. them so much in rebels. They look so funny to me, but they had so much more screen time like this than they ever did as old. Yeah. Rex. Well, the same goes for the Soka. It's even hard for me to, Look yeah, at her as totally. so young. I love um, the character model of her like middle age though. That yeah. if you notice like later when she's actually on Mandalore, she has a new character model and I love that model. I yeah. think it looks really, really cool. I give her like a jumpsuit. It's kind of hair like, honestly. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, her outfit's cool. She's got like this gold like braid kind of thing on her side. I don't know if it's like a braid or like some sort of clasp on like her hair tentacle things i don't know what to call yeah. those 
Um, and yeah, just like her face and like, there's something about the eyes that are like done really well. And I think it bridges the gap between clone wars and, um, rebels really well. And I'm just watching it again. I just want to shout out to that. Ahsoka is such a badass. I'm really excited about this. Just the little bit of combat that they show. Like it is so cool how they're staging her and her fighting style. So I'm, I'm stoked about this. Yeah. He, he looks amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So much about it looks amazing. Um, what else in the trailer popped out of you? Anything else? Um, I think I hit most of the stuff. I like the red logo. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, I know. And I was surprised they didn't put the title like Siege of Mandalore or anything, which I kind of liked. Yeah. Um, the only other thing is, I forgot they're called like the, there's like the 99, the experimental unit force 99 or whatever. And there's like that, like messed up, like looking super buff, um, clone trooper with like white eyes. I think that's actually kind of an interesting character model. And I I wonder if they're going to do some like, so you miss, you miss, you miss the panel, but there's basically this troop, something that George Lucas conceptualized was Mm -hmm. what if there was a troop, these like band of troops, which is funny because they kind of explore this in the comic books, mm-hmm. but like this group of clones who had exaggerated features and the Kimonians kind of ran with it and like super exaggerated some features. So they have mm. their clone, they're like the bad troop or whatever they're called. They're called something like the bad troop or something. And yeah. they're this troop of, you know, under 10 troopers who are, have these specialized abilities and, kind of are, are very good at what they do. And so there are these, um, those, I think that's what you're seeing. Yeah. That's interesting. I like the character model. I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see if they do anything with them because you know, there, there is an opportunity for them to maybe do something more like maybe these are the guys that take things too far. And so it puts a little more gray area of who the Jedi are allying themselves with. Um, the Yoda quote I thought stuck out with me too about, you know, He's not sure if wars can ever be won. Um, I thought that was kind of cool too. Yeah, I think that was a, a good line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I think this is probably something we will have to cover once it comes out. I'm remembering that that troop is called Clone Force 99. Mm-hmm. It's like that experiment. They're like an experimental group of like five storm or clone troopers. Nice. So that's what they are. And they yeah, look Yeah, I remember cool. in the comics there were the yeah. like storm scar scar, sc- yeah. scar squadron. So mm-hmm. scar squadron versus uh clone troop 99. Let's mm-hmm. see if that happen. Yeah. So I think that would be cool. Um but yeah, I'm excited. Um is this did they announce is this launching in November with Yeah, Disney with Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. Nice. So this will be a launch title. I am there's going to be a lot to look forward to on that platform. Yeah, I know. It's definitely something I'm not sleeping on. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Well, if you have no other thoughts, then let's return to our normal theme music and sign off. And thanks for being with us. Yeah. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah. Mike, um, do you want to tell the people where they can find us? rebels rebels pod at gmail on instagram and on twitter mm-hmm. um yeah we're there we're getting active our D episodes are goofy wild fun um and we are gearing up to do some finish up season three yep 
Chris, do you want to tell the people where they can find you now that you have a Twitter account? I just made a Twitter. I'm at Chris Sanchez two three six because there are two <laughs> five other Chris Sanchez's on Twitter. So I would assume there would be more of them. Yeah, I'm sure there's much more. But <laughs> but yeah, watch uh, watch episode zero and episode one of uh, Star Wars uh, Rebels Rebels Star Wars D and D. It's yep. fun and within the space of an hour, like I'm doing hard like belly laughs. So <laughs> just so fun to to do. Yeah. And it's funny because I've I've got to the point where now when I read your text, I start hearing Isai's voice. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love Isai. Like, I, yeah. uh, it's great. really fun. <laughs> yeah, episode two will be coming shortly after this, and I, it is turning out pretty fun too. So I am excited about that. Yeesh. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And then that's all we have. Yeah. Keep tuned, and Stay you tuned. want to keep tuned. Keep your guitar, guitar uh-huh. and do you want to well, get yeah. us out of here, Mike? Yep. Until next time, be brave out there and don't look back. Don't look back. Bye. Bye. Bye.